G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're doing the Kemblick Grange review. We had the three group three races there over the weekend, but uh, obviously some of the nicer horses resumed as well. Pleasure to welcome as always, Mark Sheen, Rob Scurry and Mark Roden here to join me. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. How did you see the day overall there on Saturday? Yeah, track uh, played a bit better than I thought. I think Mark um, mentioned in the preview that uh, he thought that might be the case. I, I thought it might be a bit better off the rail, but um, I thought the track held up pretty well. Maybe the last couple of races uh, right on the fence was a little bit iffy, but um, again, we had a track reading, which is a little bit uh, off, I think. Uh, I think it was closer to a five or a six rather than a seven to start with, more like a five in my opinion. Okay. Rob Scurry, how did you find the day at Campbell Grange? I guess it's the new normal. So, uh, what, the second Saturday meeting we've had so far? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I found it hard to get a sort of read on the, on the track early. Yep. I, I had a pretty uh, low low spend day and kind of saved all, all my sort of bullets for King Shear in the last, which was a bit torturous. Um, yeah, look, uh, it's good to see some good horses coming back. Maybe a few, you know, bubbles burst, slipper curse continues. <laughs> well, indeed. And uh, Mark Roden, overall, we're getting to that stage now where we've got some Kembla Grange figures coming into the spring. Uh, have you thought about how that might impact things going forward? No, I mean, it's a good, big, spacious, fair track. It's not like they're racing yeah. at Wyong every second Saturday. That'd be uh, <laughs> hard to line up at Randwick, but... Um, no, not in and of itself. I on the day I was um, I was concerned it was quite uh, maybe even an inside bias, but just looking at it um, this morning, uh, I think it was probably tempo dependent more than anything. And as Mark said earlier, I think by the last two races, defence was probably not the place to be. Yep. Um, I, I think at least for the first eight, the track was probably close to fair, uh, and tempo came into it. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, we will have a look at the races we preview. So that's races five through 10. We'll start with race five, which was the Ming Dynasty. Fast tempo race here. They've gone 3.7 lengths fast for the class to the 600. And uh, Coast Watch has knocked off the leader who was military expert on this occasion. Rob Scurry, I'll start with yourself. We're talking three-year-olds here. Yeah, um, look, I'm, I, this is Arnaqua. I, I followed uh, from its last start. Um, probably a slug or maybe it just needs 2000 meters um look the winner had form it seemed a bit it seemed very backable price there at the end so i'm sort of half kicking myself especially as i backed it last start when it, it couldn't quite go past uh my old, my old one of my old boyfriends in tiger of malay so yeah. um yeah missed opportunity for me i'm not sure if this is form um i'm interested in what the other guys think okay mark shane what are you thinking here Oh, I think they're a decent group. I thought Military Expert was very brave here. He got uh, attacked in front by Yulong Turbo. Um, he's now had four runs, I think, three on pace, and the one that he won, he sat off the speed. Uh, it, look, it looked like there was no speed on paper here, but he was driven mad in front, and that just uh, put it on for Coast Watch at the finish. So I think Military Expert, if he's got another run in him, if he can find some cover in the race... Um, I thought he was very brave there. Coach Watts just got the right run. I was a bit the same as Rob. I was on at last start and and switched and back military experts. So I'm going well. <laughs> and uh, Mark Roden, there it is again, that combination. Yeah, well, I found it and didn't back it, so I'm going as well as the very <laughs> I was I was torturing myself about the track at this stage, and even if I was right, I should have backed this because it drew barrier one. But, um, yeah, I don't know how I talked myself out of this. I think they're... Okay, I you know yep. we're not talking 
getting golden road ho- golden road horses here, but they're um, they're okay. Yeah, Coast Watch just got the golden switch to McDonald, and he gave it the absolute peach and got the job done. Um, yeah, I don't know where, where you're going to get something out of Arnica, Rob. To be honest with you, I'm not sure he's much good, but um, <laughs> yeah, they're okay. They're not not great, not terrible. Yep. He might be a spring champion horse, so like they've. He, he's grinding away at the one pace there. I think I think he'll be better over he gets over more ground, but I'm not sure he's top echelon. Mm. Well, let's have a look at race six then. The San Domenico Stakes over 1,100 metres. Very slow tempo, 8.4 lengths slow to the 600. And, uh, yeah, look, Indicongo's knocked off Pallali and Captivant. Uh, obviously, stay inside's finished fifth of sixth. Uh, Rob Scurry, any thoughts here with the three-year-olds uh, in the San Domenico? Oh, little professionals got it done. You know, probably had it run to suit and showed a bit of grit to fight him off. Uh, I, I found him that day when he got when he got called the winner by Hong Kong Darren. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm a bit um, yeah. Look, I I've kind of backed the drift here. I'm back to stay inside every start of his career. So. You got to three fifty four dollars. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. I just couldn't back Pulley at the price he was. Um, look, he, he maybe he hasn't grown. He, did, he doesn't. He doesn't look that big. Stay inside. Um, he paraded well for him. I thought. You know, in the in this four seconds they got. Um, look, I, I I think we. What do we do with these? Um, I I don't think the winners. You know, I think he's professional. I don't think he's a world beater. Okay. Mark Sheen, what are you doing with this race? Yeah, well, the, the question mark uh, does hang over staying side, but the tempo of the race was certainly against him here after uh, Mountai jumped a little bit slowly uh, in the Congo, just landed in front, and they've hit the turn after, what, 180 metres, and he just slowed them down to a walk. Uh, uh, he would have had to have been pretty good to win staying side, but I just thought his last 100 metres was probably just a little bit lacking. Thought Captivant might be the one to follow here. He's the horse, even though he won his first start at a thousand metres. I think he showed uh, through that campaign that it, it was much better when once he hit that 14, 1600 metre mark. So I think, considering the pace of the race, even though he got a good run behind the leader, uh, to finish that close up over 1100 metres was a pretty good effort. Yep. I'd want to see stay inside again, probably just a pass mark at best. Okay, Mark Roden, what are you thinking? Yeah, stay inside's a funny one. I th- because of the very slow pace, I'd be inclined to forgive him. I do agree. I mean, Paul Lely was sort of only a length or so in front of him and ran away from him in that last hundred. So there's certainly danger signs. And as we well know, he's not the, he wouldn't be the first slipper winner to never win another race uh, by any means. And, you know, once they're gone, they're probably gone. But I just think, I mean, in his first prep, just ratings-wise, even though he won on debut, he did take a step forward, second up. Maybe we give him one more chance under a different setup. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he's um, the jury's uh, well and truly out with him. Look, I, I still think Paul Lilly is the best horse in the race with the right setup. Um, he didn't he, when he went first up. He was uh, brilliant, but that was on a very firm track in a very fast pace, and um, neither of those factors applied on Saturday. And he wasn't quite able to get it done in the Congo. Had everything fall into place for it. I think, like in a fast. Fast pace on a dry track, probably we'd kill him again. But um, yep. we're just going to have to wait and see um, how the uh, three-year-old races actually shape up pre-race in the, in the coming weeks and months. But um, yeah, I, yeah, and I, I agree with Captain Bob. That was a very good run, and he's going to be better over further. But I, I, yeah, nothing I saw here uh, would lead me to believe that Paul Lee still wasn't the best of uh, this group so far. Okay. 
All right, let's have a look at the Premier's Cup over 2,000 metres. Uh, very fast tempo here. Uh, eight, sorry, 7.2 lengths fast for the class, two to 600 and uh, Harpo Marks. Has uh, knocked off Spirit Ridge. Uh, third was Inverloch. Rob Scurry, any interest for yourself in these uh, middle to staying distance types? I sort of outsmarted myself here. I um, kind of mapped that uh, Euro boy for an Inverloch. I thought he was, he was pretty pretty brave. Um, I've been on Harpo Marks the last two starts. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, I was kicking myself. Um, but, yeah, I didn't expect Huey to go out like he did. Was, was that a change of tactics? Uh, it, it looks stinky when you got two colours doing the same, of the same colours doing that sort of thing. Um, anyway, I, I, you know, probably the best horse won. I, I, I don't like 2,400 back to 2,000, but he got it made to water. And, you know, he's a good horse going well. He's a good horse for a Sydney stayer. Um, you know, Spirit Ridge is that an honest, you know, he's a, he's a good Sydney stayer, about as good as we get. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, opportunity missed for me. Okay. Mark Sheen, are you taking anything out of the Premier's Cup? Oh, well, I think Spirit Ridge was pretty brave. They, they went along pretty fast, and he was up there uh, closest to the lead in third spot facing the breeze. Um, Harpo Marks had that race fitness on his side, looked to parade well, he dappled up, so... Just got a good run through the field. A bit of cut out of the track suited him, but I think Spirit Ridge certainly the one to follow. But a few plotters and a few horses out of form behind him, I think. So not a lot of depth to the race. Yeah, Mark Roden, can you follow any of these horses? Do you think next start? Uh, I think Spirit Ridge is in for a good prep. He was you know, off a break and uh, giving them giving most horses weight here. Uh, he's the one that could be competitive in better races. I think yeah, he's come back in great order. Uh, the rest of them, a lot of them are either end of prep, I would think, like Harpo Max, you know, I suppose he could, they could squeeze him if he runs out of him, but I don't know if he's like a metropolitan horse or anything like that. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, like Rob, I, I was on in block two expecting to get some almost a soft lead and then there goes Big Thinker, but I, yeah, nothing said about it in Stewart's report either, but uh, Quick Thinker actually fought on well. I, it, the weather seems to be improving in Sydney at the moment, but if they get another heavy 10 or something, it'll be competitive again, I suppose. But uh, <coughs> the one for me, yes. Okay. Race eight on the program was a benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres. Even tempo here, 1.6 lengths fast for the class to the 600. Madame Legend uh, has managed to knock off Triple Ace and Zakat into third. Rob, uh, this horse, one of the madames, Legends, yeah, exactly. Legend, Les Bridge. I can't catch him. I like <laughs> the look of this horse. I backed it like every start last campaign. I've missed it first up, and then I've looked at the map and I've got, oh, I can't win from there. And then, um, after the race, I've heard there's a change of tactics, and I was again kicking myself and uh, sc scratching my head of how I have not backed that horse, uh, along with Harper Marks two races in a row. So I was in a little bit of a hole, and um. Yeah, just, 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 she's a, you know, she looks every bit of a Saturday horse, this, this Madame Legend, and, um, yeah, I just can't find her. I can't find Liz Bridge. It, yeah, anyway. Mark Shane, can you well, find Leave Liz me Bridge? out. <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, yeah, the scratchings sort of made the race a bit easier for her with Fast Cunning, King of Sparta coming out, so, and then the change of tactics, so I did follow my money from last start, luckily, and was very happy when she lobbed in second spot. Um, Tycoon has seemed to have his chance there. I don't know. This is another race where they're just sort of average types. Um, she's got room for improvement, Madden Legend, gross type. I think she'll train on, so I don't want to back anything from behind her. Yep. 
and Mark Rodent did seem like the market sort of changed a few times uh, during the course of the day. Obviously, the scratchings and change of tactics played into that a little bit, but um, yeah, it's certainly uh, an interesting betting race. Yeah, the, well, the, um, I'd say the change of tactics uh, had the opposite effect to what it should have with Madam Legend. It just kept drifting. Uh, I'm like, Rob, I've missed it. You know, I've got the bloody steward's Twitter feed open all day and I'm something, I've just completely missed it. It was the one I wanted to be on in the race and I thought, on my map, it was back, and then with the COT, it became a great bet, but it just kept drifting on Betfair and got the job done. To make matters worse, I backed Triple Ace, who was, was run second. Um, in a one, it was held up slightly as well. I handed up the lead and over-raced, which didn't help, and the offence might have been starting to go by this point as well. Uh, I think he's going really well. I was impressed with his Brisbane form before this too. He's, he's just a solid, honest, on-pace sprinter. There's probably a race in him. Um, but, yeah... I'm, Rather than the race, just more in order myself for stuffing it up and not back in the winner. Okay. Uh, race nine on the card is benchmark 78 over 1,000 metres, and I'm just waiting for the uh, <laughs> data to load up here. But Andermatt was supported earlier in the day anyway and then seemed to just drift out late. Uh, knocked off Hulk, uh, who just did what Hulk does, really, for the most part. But look, overall fast tempo, 3.2 lengths fast to the 600. Rob, did you have any interest here in race nine? I sent Andermatt out on top, looked great on the tally, but I just couldn't see it uh, getting in the right run uh, at that kind of price. So I, I stayed out. Um, uh, I think I found a little bit of Hulk in the run. Um, but, you know, he's, he's run well. Yeah. And he'll probably go around, go around again and, and run well again. So, you know, you, you can't malign him too much. Um, I know Mark Sheens was a wrap for, for Andermatt um, on the preview show. And, um, yeah, well done, Mark. Yep, take away, Mark. Yeah, well, I think the Gildings made this horse. Um, he was a two-handler in the yard and a prancer, and he was doing none of that on Saturday. And uh, I've got him rating about four or five kilos above his first up win last time in. So uh, admittedly, he's good fresh, and he likes Kembler, and he likes the shorter trips, but uh, he might have gone to a new level this time in. Yep. Mark Roden, are you possibly following anything out of this event? Um, only the winner, I'd suggest. Yeah, Hulk, I mean, you just, yeah. I had to save on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's run super, he's run really well again, to be honest. Yes. But I agree, it's a new peak on my stuff for Andermatt. Uh, yeah, the Golden would sort of done the trick. Panned out pretty well for him, as it turned out. Um, the map, the way we were thinking, Robert, you know, we were still thinking maybe it was inside, but uh, in retrospect, that wasn't the case. He was probably right spot, but he's he's done the job. Um, fast post suited him, but yeah, he's, uh, he's the one to follow out of the race. Okay, and to round out the card, race 10, benchmark 78 over 1,500 metres. 3.8 lengths fast for the class to the 600, so a fast tempo race over, overall. And uh, Cordy has knocked off both Yee Yee and Kings Shear with uh, Suami in, uh, in close up in fourth. Uh, Rob, just run us through the, uh, the race. Look, I, I was sort of never comfortable uh, on King Shear. Um, I, I, in my head, I thought he was the best horse in the race. Um, he kind of got a little bit too far back, I thought. And, you know, my hopes were raised for about a second and a half. And um, maybe he's not as good as I thought he was. Um, I just watched the replay just to torture myself. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, look, Cordy has gone three wide the trip and, and, and nailed him. Um, yeah, you seem to had every single possible chance, looked like it was in the exact right spot and looked look, look the winner. 
Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a torturous race for mailbag uh, customers with with me on uh, King Shear and Mark on. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Sheen, are you making any excuses for the beaten brigadier? Um, no, I thought. Well, King Shear might have got, just got shuffled back. I thought yeah, just looking yeah. at the side on that he got held up, but looking at the head on, I think he was out in plenty of time. So. The only thing uh, I could find in his favour is I think he will be better on a bone-dry track, but uh, he could be a thinker too. Uh, I'm not really sure. So am I very brave there up on the fence. Um, I had a peanut on the winner um, just because I thought he got the silly price and you know, I missed it when I got back out again. So, um, But I was on Yee for a much better result, unfortunately. But anyway, um, saved the day somewhat caught him. But you can't can't bag him, he's three wide in the run all the way as Rob said and uh, and got pushed wide on the turn and you know he was able to run them down so a decent uh, run from him so on finished but I think you know that form will stand up um, through the next couple of weeks in these restricted races. Yeah, Mark Roden, what are you doing with these beaten runners next start? Are you giving them any sort of possible for you? Uh, yeah, uh, look so am I, I think it was fantastic uh, race for race for it for sure. Um, Kings Air, I yeah, I was a bit the same. I thought originally it was held up, but replay said no, had chance. And also the thing that worried me was he was uh, he didn't really run on through the line either. He, he dropped off yeah. um, sort of first and quickest of everything that was hit. That, that six of them that hit the line together. Um, but I think the drive tracks him. Um, that he was a lot better first up on dry ground. So there there's, might be an excuse for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on, you know, market with us and everything. Home for all money at the 400, and just didn't let down. I, the only possible excuse I could make, or not excuse, uh, thing to look for going forward is that maybe it wants further. Yeah. But um, they did try it out to 1900 last prep, so they, they must think it can get a trip. Um, yeah, it certainly wasn't pushback and acceleration when I was expecting there might be on Saturday, so maybe he's just a bit of a grinder and wants further, but. On face value, a little disappointing. Uh, all on as the winner. Yeah, I marked about 14 bucks myself. I could have had something on it, but um, too clever to do that. Uh, and th- oh, I bet Kiss the Bride at 50s. It's been beating my length. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has, I said he'd take a step forward, second up. He has, but he he's probably a bit high on the handicaps to win too many more races, Kiss the Bride, I will say. Um, there was surprising so much money for too much to bear here. Um, look, I thought he was about an $8 or $9 chance and had a chance right. at those odds, but to be. Come into 480 against, um, you know, Yee's won a race in the city impressively. Yeah. King's Ed won in the city. Uh, so am I, won four straight. And he got into about $4.80. And the horse he beat last start was lapped at Goulburn earlier in the day. So it was I, a bit of a head scratcher. I agree with all of that. I, someone showed me the stable, you know, the, the sort of generic email that comes mm-hmm. from the stable of the owners. And they said it was their top pick over Yee, which I okay. was staggered by personally. But I don't know what, how much that had to do with it. Um, but I was the same. I thought look, he was visually impressive in his, uh, I think, Newcastle win, but the, his big walkers, the absolute yeah. walkers. And it's turned out it's ended up in the wrong spot as well. Um, that said, I think they were aiming too high. He's a big, strong bugger. He looks like a scopey type. Too much He's to bear. He's a few starts. I'm not damning him for all time yet, but I just think they're uh, aiming a bit high this stage. Lizzie sent him out on top too. It does affect things a little bit. Yeah, That's maybe. Yeah. All right, that brings us to the end. I'll get a couple of horses uh, to follow out of this Kembley Grange meeting from you all. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. 
Um, okay, well, Senior Nier in race three was uh, very impressive there. Um, she'd had a long campaign last time in, a very quiet trial at Deegan, and uh, maybe she bumped into a bad team there, but she did run good sectionals, so I think she's on the up. Uh, Spirit Ridge was good. I think Andermatt, if you can trust that first up run and, and the rating spike for him, uh, that was certainly a very good effort from him. So um, I think that's all I've got for Saturday. And Captivon also quite good in race six, so four to follow. Okay, Mark Roden for yourself. Yep, double down on Signora Nera. I backed, um, uh, was it sentimental? Sentimental, yeah. Came back on, box seat, got the run at the right time, hit the front, and panned out exactly as the race. Uh, I thought the race would until Senoranera's just put up the spinnaker and blown them away. On about three and a half lengths, fastest last 200 on the whole card, and she was she smashed through the line too. Uh, on that, uh, she's a group horse. Get my opinion. She is a group horse. If that, if that wasn't a complete outlier flash in the pan, if that's her, she's a group horse. Uh, Spirit Ridge is going to have a good campaign in the staying races, and another, another stay. He might be a hurdle. He might need 4,000. I thought. Um, Man Kane just kept coming in the other 2,000 metre race, but um, I don't, he lacks a bit of class, but it looks like he will stay forever. Yep. I looked up his runs in England. He did, he did look very one-paced over there, which was surprising the way he went at Flemington, but he looked a lot more down on Saturday, didn't he? He did. Uh, maybe Warnable for him or something. I don't know. <laughs> Long way off now. Uh, Rob, uh, for yourself, are you following anything coming out of this meeting? Uh, um, maybe, maybe captive on. I, I thought his trial. He looked pretty sluggish, and he's come out and run run pretty well here. Uh, he's always been a, a, a nice type, um, and yeah, he, he maybe he's the one for the spring champion, or, or uh, um, yeah. So, but I'll, I'm still waiting for to see what Animo. Um, yep. he, he's the three year old I want to see, and he's the one who maybe could could do, win everything as a three year old. Um, breeding suggests that. And uh, yeah, Godolphin, they seem to be going really well as well at the moment. You know, yep. They're going terrible, but the horses are now, you know, the good ones are coming back and they seem to be winning and winning and winning. Okay. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the week ahead. We've got uh, Hawkesbury on Tuesday, Kensington on Wednesday, Wyong Cup on Friday, and then Newcastle and Randwick on Saturday with the Chelmsford, the Tramsway, the Furious three group twos there on the card, Mark Sheen. Yeah, the Chelmsford uh, always a very good race. Um, I think we have some rain predicted on Saturday itself. Nothing until then, so we'll see what eventuates. Uh, they tip more losers than I do, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Indeed, and uh, busy week ahead for yourself, Mark Roden. Yeah, starting Hawkesbury tomorrow. Um, what are we, Kenzo again? Great on Wednesday. Um, yeah, one Cup should be interesting on Friday. And uh, Rob, time of year, you obviously just getting yourself to slowly wound up for what's about to happen over the next probably three, four weeks, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I just can't be there. I've got, got, my, got my shot um, booked. So, you know, if, if they need to, you know, if I need to do that to get in, that's what I'm going to do. Got to get, got to, got, got to see these horses. Exactly right. <laughs> Whatever it takes, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, thanks for joining me as always. Uh, we'll catch up on Friday morning for the preview with the two marks. But until then, go well. Get the Platinum Pack and bet with us every single day.